Hi everybody, this is Scott Sad. I was just winding down for the day, not planning on releasing a sad truth clip. But as often happens, when you scroll through social media, a story comes up that uh, I feel that I have to weigh in on. So as I was uh, scrolling my Twitter feed, I came across this story. Uh, mom's boyfriend arrested after she sees him brutally beating her five-year-old boy on her home camera for wetting his bed. And so I, sh I shared that uh, story and I basically said, let me just read it and then I'll, I'll expand on my comments. Never ever allow a new romantic partner to be alone with your kids. Read Homicide by Martin Daly and Margot Wilson the book that started my career in evolutionary psychology, your love interests are secondary to the safety of your children. Uh, so for those of you who may not know, uh, the way that I got into evolutionary psychology, uh, some of you may have heard the story in the past, so forgive me if you hear it again. Uh, my first semester as a doctoral student at Cornell, I took an advanced social psychology course with uh, Professor Dennis Regan, and uh, at, uh, at a point in the semester, he assigned, as part of the assigned uh, readings for the course, the book that I mentioned in the tweet in question, a book called Homicide by two of the pioneers of evolutionary psychology, the husband and wife team of Martin Daly and Margot Wilson. Uh, in the book, they basically talk about patterns of criminality that are invariant across time and across culture precisely because they have an evolutionary signature. In other words, they apply an evolutionary lens to demonstrate that certain universal patterns of criminality exist in their form precisely because they are rooted in an evolutionary calculus. And that was my epiphany, and so I decided then to apply that evolutionary lens in studying psychology of decision-making, consumer psychology, uh, you know, and more generally in the behavioral sciences. Now, why am I mentioning this? Because two of the uh, most powerful examples that they discuss in the book, one of which is directly relevant to the story about the, the poor five-year-old boy who was beaten by the boyfriend, is that, number one, the most dangerous, the, the, the greatest predictor of there being child abuse in a home by a factor of 100 times greater than, you know, other predictors. Again, people don't appreciate what that means. Usually when you calculate the odds ratios, let's say, and, you know, how, how, how much more effective is this drug than this other drug? And then you say, oh, it has a 1.2 odds ratio. That means it's 20%, right? 1 to 1.2. This is 1 to 100. So it's, it's, it's several orders of magnitude greater than the typical effect you get in science. And so what is the number one predictor? If there is a step-parent in the household whether there be a stepmother or a stepfather. Now, that doesn't mean that most stepparents are evil. Most are very nice and loving. But it certainly means that of all possible predictors of the likelihood of having uh, abuse in a home, that's if you don't have a biological adult in the home. And that is such a powerful effect that... Uh, it is now referred to as the Cinderella effect precisely because uh, 
you know, the, the, the famous uh, fable is about the evil stepmother who is very nice to her biological daughters, but is very evil to her stepdaughter, and hence the Cinderella effect. Of course, the patterns of abuse are different depending on whether you have a step stepmother or stepfather in the home. Uh, for example, sexual abuse is much more likely to be to hold if it's stepfather, uh, but that doesn't mean you know both both stepmothers and fathers can be cruel to their stepchildren, and of course there are evolutionary reasons for that. Now that doesn't mean, of course, that if you offer an evolutionary explanation for this pattern of child abuse that you are condoning it or justifying it because you're offering an evolutionary explanation. But it does mean that to the extent that it occurs and that you wish to find the best predictor, all of the other bullshit explanations that have been uh, proposed in the social sciences pale in comparison to just that factor. The, the other, just as a side note, the other uh you know case that had really stuck in my head when i when i read the book is that the greatest uh danger to a woman in her life is not some guy who's hiding in the you know some serial rapist who's hiding in the trees trying to ambush you but across all cultures and across all time periods the the number one biggest threat to a woman is her long term partner her her boyfriend her husband and the number one reason why he goes into a violent fit leading all the way up to homicide is f for suspected or realized infidelity. And of course, the mechanism there is related to paternity uncertainty. And again, explaining the phenomenon doesn't mean that you are justifying it. You're no differently than if you explain cancer. That doesn't mean you are for cancer or justifying cancer. So now... Let's link this evolutionary explanation to this case. This woman left her five-year-old child with a boyfriend. Not, not which I'm ostensibly means probably that that's not the biological father. And if you read uh, the the story, uh, I'll put a link to it. You know, he was a violent guy, a felon, user of meth, and so on. Now imagine either how callous and neglectful you must be as a mother or and or hopelessly ignorant about realities of life to say yeah it makes you know it's a good idea for me to leave my child you know with a biological male who's not the father I, you know i've often mentioned I, I i don't know if many of you've heard me say it I, you know i don't i never did sleep away stuff with my children because that, if there's a male in another home, I never will know if that male is a pedophile or not, or whether he's going, right? People are don't come on their forehead, I will abuse your kids. Therefore, my default value is everyone is a potential suspect. Now, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I'm a cynic and I go through life not trusting anyone. But when it comes to the protection of my children, nothing is more important as their parent to ensure that their personhood, their body, their their mind is completely safe. And the way that I do that is I recognize that the the creep who may be the neighbor, the uncle, the brother, the grandfather, the f family friend, uh, the the teenage uh, in the you know teenager in the next house over, it could be anyone. 
right? You don't know who it is. And most people are either blissfully unaware or idiotically uh, neglectful uh, so that they place their children in dangerous situations. So what this woman has done is violate a fundamental precept of evolutionary theory, which is once you have your children under the care of someone other than their biological parents, you are increasing the likelihood of there being problems by an astounding amount. Don't do it. Uh, in, in our culture, we have a tradition. Now, it may not have been couched in evolutionary language, but cultural norms evolve precisely because they are rooted in an evolutionary understanding of things. You know, we've always had this thing where, you know, you don't bring, let, let's suppose you become a widower, you're, or, you know, you're, you're a woman, your husband dies. There is no such thing of bringing this revolving door of men into your home if you've got children. That doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen not only because, oh, it's old-fashioned Middle Eastern culture. It's undoubtedly because people recognize that it's probably not a good idea to expose your children to adults that are not their biological parents. So that's so understanding evolutionary theory is something, as I explain to my students when they walk into any of my classes, you know, I'm not going to just teach them how to apply evolutionary psychology to consumer behavior or, or, or you know, economic decision making. I'm going to offer them a universal explanatory key that they can then use to understand human behavior in general. And where they apply it is is an infinite number of places. And here's one example where I was just sitting, uh, you know, scrolling through my Twitter feed, saw this grotesque story of this brutal monster beating a five-year-old kid and said, well, I could have predicted this for you. There you have it, folks. Uh, I'm sorry to give you this bad story uh, at the end of the day, but uh, your children are what matters most. You have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, whatever. They should never, ever have access to your children when you're not around. Take care, everybody.